0: Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who? And I guess we can call this a victory pod. Victory Um, pod. I I am joined by the ever-exciting Ben Turner.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: (laughs) The (laughs) the seldom-solemn Ryan LeGrand.
2: Hey, everybody.
0: (laughs) And one of the goal scorers from her victorious season debut, Mr. Greg Hurst.
3: What's
1: up guys. You missed, and, you missed gregarious Greg Hurst. That was, ooh, I felt like that was oh, <laughs> little ooh. hacking fruit. Uh,
0: I, 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 I tried to, to, to do well, <laughs> but you know, failure, failure right off the bat. Um, and our silent partner today, uh, no chips <laughs> included. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Riley Martin, uh, sitting there on mute to understand why he's on mute. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, last week we had, uh, the release of our season preview pod, um, brought to you by sweet chili Doritos.
1: (laughs) People out there, and, it's funny. We know we're stealing an old bit, but we'll, take, we'll yep. take your money anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, but following our recording of that, there were three players announced uh, for Union Omaha. So I'm going to turn this over to, to Mr. Greg Hurst to talk about first, as I dubbed him, trialist number one, uh, Amir Aliherjik. I, I think... That's right. I
3: think so. Uh, too. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: Greg, so what, what did you um, – Amir obviously came on as a sub uh, in this past Saturday, but you've been working preseason with him. Uh, what has what he, uh, he brought to this, this team? Um, you were one of the earlier uh, from the get-go signings for this season, but him coming in, has he, has he contributed well to the, to the squad?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it goes for all the players that have came in um, throughout pre-season. They've all kind of contributed in their own way. Um, The big thing as well is he's came in and been a good part of the locker room as well. Uh, Obviously brings a lot of experience to the squad, which is something that, from my experience in League One, is something that each team needs. Uh, I think the clubs that have the experience uh, in their squad often tend to do a lot better. So it's always good having um someone of that experience and his ability coming in the squad. Uh we've seen early on that in preseason, you know, he can play a number of positions, which is always good. And obviously he came on for a little bit on Saturday and showed his quality.
0: Well, I mean, I know he he played four seasons for Jay, uh, was the first ever MLS draftee from the UNO program, which Jay founded. So obviously he's got some history with Jay that I imagine that's helping him in the locker room um, as well as it seems like he's played throughout the, the USL championship and, and um, a couple times in Bosnia um, that, that sort of experience, uh, I imagine, as you were saying, bodes well um, for, for just that veteran status, being able to help some of these younger guys who are in their first or, well, I guess we all have second year pros at this point. Um, no, so doing. I don't
1: think we have any first-year pros this year. We no.
0: we we don't not, yet. not uh, yet. I think I think we still have a have a few more spots, but no. <laughs> I, I I was excited to see him come on. He seemed to definitely make an impact um, as a sub, which is something I I love to see from trialist number one, aka Amir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I
3: think. Um, it was funny as well because when he came on for uh, for the goal, when I cut inside, I just heard someone shouting, leave it, obviously wanting to hit the shot, um, but I kind of had my blinders on at that point and I was, <laughs> I was definitely taking that one for myself and I looked up and it was Obviously, I'd have, been, I'd have been delighted for him if he scored, but um, yeah, like I said, I kind of had the blinders on at that point and I felt like I was I was able to score the goal and thankfully I did. Just about everybody on this pod
2: needed you to score that goal because I think we all picked you to win the golden boot this year.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so so we
3: needed you off to a fast start. Yeah, it always helps scoring in the, scoring in the first game. It's good to, you know, get that, especially for forwards. Um, same with Evan as well. It's always good to score as early as possible to get the confidence started, and then um, hopefully you can build on that. Absolutely. Love
0: it definitely, definitely what we, we're
3: we needed to
1: practice our singing in the, uh, in the berm.
0: What, <laughs> what were we singing Ben?
1: I don't know. I don't know. We just, we just had a song. What we don't have quite yet is a song for Evan Conway though, which, you know, I think we need to dip into the bye-bye birdie catalog, but that's, you know, <laughs> I noticed that he liked uh, some of my tweets and uh, not that one. <laughs> so so he's on the bye
2: bye birdie fan is what you're
1: saying which it just seems heretical fantastic uh, musical high quality talent
2: um uh, so uh, so Greg another guy that came on as a sub was uh, was John Murphy jr. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more
3: about him and how he's been fitting in with the team yeah again I mean <clears throat> obviously came in uh, a little bit younger than you know obviously I um but I think he, He's played with a couple of the boys before, which always helps when you're trying to you know, come into a new team. But you know, right from the start, very technical player, really good in the ball, not afraid to get stuck in when we need him to. Um, he played some great games for us in pre-season as well, so it's another exciting one for the club, um, especially in that midfield position. You know, We need players to create, obviously, and he's definitely got that in the locker. Uh, so it's just good to have someone else come in and add to the talent that we've got in the squad.
1: Nice. Absolutely. I think uh, super producer and uh, chip aficionado, Riley, was really impressed with his performance
2: upon Rewatch. He <laughs> well, well, uh, so like- had himself muted, I'm going to guess.
4: That's a yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: <and> yeah. <laughs> that one says uh, agreement.
4: <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk.
0: I mean, he, he came on, um, honestly, I was kind of surprised to see him, uh, in the first game, our, our bench seemed strong, but he, he was pretty much an unknown to, to us and came on and was making a lot of, a lot of strong challenges, uh, bringing a second half fire that definitely, definitely worked well. Yeah
3: obviously a very positive player as well, which as a forward, you know, I'm all for, I like players that want to go forward and try and get the ball to me and Evan as much as possible. Um, but no, it was good for him to come on and get a little, get a little 20 minutes. Um, and I think he showed in that 20 minutes, you know, what he can bring, what he can bring in the squad.
1: Speaking of, uh,
3: late additions and people being
1: brought into the squad, uh, Nick Firmino signed, which uh, means you're no longer the most valuable player in USL League One. Sorry. Um, <laughs> however, uh, I think we're all pretty excited to have him here. What uh, What are your thoughts on
3: Nick? Yeah, I mean, obviously, played against him last year. Um, I only played against him once. I didn't make the New England away trip last year. Um, but, you know, from watching film and stuff. Knew, knew who he was coming in. Knew that he was a great player. Um, and, you know, he came in and he showed everybody on his first day what he's all about. Also another very technical player. Um, I think from the in Kansas game and Saturday, everybody, all the fans could see that. Really comfortable on the ball, not scared, very, very confident. um And I think he'll do really well this year. Obviously had a great year last year. He scored some really good goals. Probably. Yeah,
0: don't talk about the goals he scored. I <laughs>
3: didn't <laughs> at all. Um, but I, I don't think there's any doubt that um, I think Omaha fans will forget about that goal and when he scores a few goals for us. Uh,
0: I mean, so long as he scores them uh, against New England, I, I am <laughs> very, very happy, very happy with him being here. Yeah, yeah. I I
1: Points off of New England this year, I'll be happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, and I was impressed with him. Like I did the rewatch too today, and in the first half, like all the little things, he just knows how to do all those little things right. Like how to keep the ball close to him. You know, he had two, three guys around him a few times, and it was really hard to get the ball off him, which was awesome to see because we dominated the midfield for most of that first half until Evan was able to to get that long ball and and put one put one in the back of the net. So. Um, it was just fun to watch him back because it's harder to see, you know, from the berm all the time, all those old things. So, watching it back it was just awesome to watch. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're chatting, you're singing, you got flags <laughs> going on in front of you. Watching our
2: children run
1: around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put their grubby little fingers all over uh camera. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I mean, he, he showed up um, for that home and he seemed to really feed off the energy of the stadium. Uh, no, even at only 2,700 there, it was still... he
1: 2,786, get it right? Sorry,
0: 2,786. But he definitely seemed to be, be feeding off the energy there. Um Nice to play in front of fans that are cheering for him because I know playing for an MLS 2 side or Loudoun, you don't really have fans.
3: Yeah, um, I think that's probably one of the main attractions to come in to Omaha as well. I know it's definitely something I... I was thinking about before I came here is the fact that you know you do get a lot of fans at the game. Um, I'm, I have no doubt it would be a lot more, you know, if COVID wasn't wasn't around. Um, but it is definitely a lot easier um, to play, and when things aren't going well as well, you know, the fans will give you that little bit of a lift. Um, so it's always nice to to play to play at home in front of fans, uh, especially in the numbers that we have. Uh, I think it it, it makes the game so much more enjoyable as well.
0: Well, I, I know I know Ben's Ben's pretty loud out there. Uh, Ryan's yeah. not not exactly the quietest one. Um,
1: <laughs> and Luke's so loud he needs to stand further back so he doesn't uh, get kicked out.
0: Well, that, that, that's more so I can actually uh, see some gorgeous goals being scored. But, yeah,
1: I got one more uh, I got one more thing on Nick Firmino. So he had the second most uh, passes on the team. And he only played 65 minutes uh, that as, as discovered. While, uh, never mind. We're not going to turn data dump into a verb, but uh, while <laughs> researching today, that was, uh, that was something that came out uh, actually, no, sorry. He had the third most passes on the team, but uh, that was behind two guys who played the full 90. Uh, yeah.
0: what, what was his, um, since we, you did a little bit of a dive, uh, what was his pass completed? Percentage was that uh, that available? I'm
1: sure, it was best on the team. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Uh, 85.7 percent, and uh, that's 81.3 percent in the opponent's half. Uh, three of those wow. were long passes. 25 were short. Yeah, he didn't win so, any duels, but uh, you know, I'm not complaining.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, if he's keeping pass percentages up like that throughout the season, I'm extremely happy he's playing for us.
1: And I'm I'm confident that of the starters, that is that is the highest by by a good a good margin. Well, and if anyone well, from Excel is listening, it would be great to be able to compare all eleven players from a team at once instead of just six. Neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, ro- rolling into the the game recap, uh, obviously the three of us were there uh Hurst, you, you might have been that, there. Really,
1: really, the five uh, of us were all there.
0: uh one, one of us is silent um, <laughs> it doesn't count. He he has to earn back, earn back that privilege. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Once we get I, that Doritos money, he's our yeah. guy. <laughs> uh,
0: after rewatching, there there were a lot of just huge improvements over last season. I I will will put my uh little disclaimer here is I rewatched immediately after the Ajax game and uh, I I was a little bit uh you know still high from the win the night before uh very much high from Ajax having fans in the stadium for the first time in like a year it just yeah, yeah. uh so I I'm going to Gonna leave it to the two guys who who watched uh, more today and throw my commentary in with you no know, glowing reminder or memories of it.
1: <laughs> well, let's uh, you know again to maybe keep this from uh, turning into another megapod. Let's maybe focus on four or five moments from the match that are worth talking about, uh, and then maybe when we're done, Luke, you can give us a ref rant.
0: <laughs> I, I I will I will hold my. Hold my referent uh, for a little bit later.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Sure. So, I, I think the first the first moment for me was Evan's goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, if I uh, if I recall correctly, uh, Connor Doyle had a long ball chipped out of midfield that landed perfectly at Evan's feet. He took a few dribbles and curled it back into the net. Is that what you remember, Greg?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you know some people watching the game might have thought that Connor's ball was just a long ball over the top but having played with him for a couple of years you know I, I know he meant that pass and the pass went exactly where right. he wanted it to go Um, and obviously Evan he's quick um, and as soon as he's in behind the defenders no one's catching him uh, and I think it's I didn't notice it at first but um, he's kind of you know he's chipped the goalkeeper with his left foot which wasn't easy from the angle he was at and it's a great finish and, score kind of that early on and in the season opener it kind of settles everybody's nerves a little bit um and it was you know it was a great goal just from connor's pass to evan's touch and then his finish is excellent uh and i think you can see you know how much it meant to the boys everybody in the corner celebrating um it's just a, a good moment and obviously evan scores the first goal of the first goal of the season like he did last year which is uh which is no surprise yeah,
1: I uh, he scored six game winners in 17 pro games.
3: <clears throat> yeah, it's not a bad stat to have. That
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
0: I mean, just just watching that from the berm, it, it, the second that ball went up, uh, it, if that didn't make the back of the net, I was going to be entirely shocked. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, yeah. He, he just he had the, that look in his eyes that it was going in, and if it wasn't, he was. Probably going to take the goalkeeper out.
3: (laughs) I think it was one of those ones as a forward, where as soon as you hit it, you know it's going to go in. Um, And even you know when I seen it leave his foot, my first my first reaction was that's definitely a goal. Like I I think I started running towards him before it even hit the back of the net. Um, You just gonna get that feeling, yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm watching it today. You were you were headed right for the celebration. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I was delighted for him. You know he deserves it. Obviously, very popular here as well. Had a great preseason, um, and you know it was a great finish. Just kind of sums up um, Evans' play as well. You know, I had a bit of everything: great first touch and behind, and it's just a great finish.
2: Love it. Do you want, do you want to go to the? Do you want me to go to the next one, Ben? Because I think the yeah. next two, the next two, <laughs> kind of have to do with each other, Greg. Which is uh, Devin Boyce. Tried to take on the entire uh, Tormented team himself <laughs> because that's who Devin Boyce is. But on top of that, now we don't. I don't expect you to talk about the ref because I don't want anybody to get in trouble or anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The ref yeah, also kind of. Uh, the ref kind of backed off and did. And I watched it again today, and I was shocked how he literally just kind of stood there and watched a bunch of guys. So there were surround so each there were other in the middle. Two different incidents. One, Evan gets taken out near the corner flag. And
1: Devin is on scene quickly to do what Devin does in that particular corner, which is, you know, uh, instigate challenges. And, you know, I remember him taking on, I think, Jiro from forward last season. Like, same exact situation, right? Like, flying in late and shoving somebody. Um, do you want let's, to – let's start by talking about Devin first. What's it like to, uh, to have Devin as a teammate, Greg? Right?
3: Uh, it's funny, me me and Evan were talking to Devin about this the other day and like we both love having him as a teammate. Uh he works so hard. Um, you know, he's great to play with, never stops running. Obviously great on the ball and when he gets the ball out wide, you just kinda you, you want him to go and take players on and get that cross in the box, uh which he done against Sport in Kansas, which led to JP's header for the second goal. Um and he's obviously got that bit of bite about him as well that he's not scared to tackle anybody or stick up for anyone, which is great. You know, I think that's something that the whole team has. You know, when someone gets tackled or there's ever any kind of handbags or anything, a lot of the boys are in to try and like look after each other, which is great. Um, I kind I love that kind of stuff. Um, that kind of gets me going for the game. Um, but you know, it's great to watch Devon run around and I think he's tackling the second half that he got booked for. I mean. I know the games not what it used to be, but in my in my eyes, I don't think there was anything wrong with that tackle. I think you know the the tormental lads made more of it, which is clever from him, obviously. Um,
0: I'll I'll get but. to that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> his his uh, card was his card. What led to the incident where the ref just walked away from a scrum of people about to brawl?
3: No, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, was it that? Okay. I think it I I, mean. I don't know I tw- I tweeted
2: at Devin today and I just said there, there's three things that are guaranteed in this world death taxes and Devin Boyce getting a yellow card <laughs> and he said that his mom's starting to be concerned about the about the de- yellow cards so he yeah, he's going to give out more hugs, hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I told him they can't be aggressive hugs because they can get carded too so <laughs> I just uh, I mean that that's Devin last year with New Eng- the New England match our first match last year uh the first ever match he was a surprise start for most of us um but quickly grew on every fan because of these types of things the things you're talking about too greg like we can just see like he will go to battle with for any guy on his team and back them up and that's you know as any athlete even playing in high school and stuff those are the guys you want on your team
3: yeah absolutely any of us
2: could have walked out of the
1: stands onto the field, been tackled by a Tormento player, Devin would have shown up to push and shove the guy who tackled. <laughs>
0: uh, I want to want to quote Jay here. Uh, Our players won't take any shit. It's par- paraphrasing there, but he said that on air to KETV, and <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was 100% about boys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Definitely. Well,
2: I think I think our third point, though, about that little melee thing that happened too. I think that's where also Jay's talking. Like, you know, Sheed. I mean, oh, he got the card for (laughs) coming all the way from his goal and stuff, but that's just like you can already tell the chemistry is there. That guys right away are you know first game of the year just they're willing to take a card just to go back each other up, which is amazing to see. Well, and I think Rashid probably saw what those of us in the Berm saw, which is some
1: Tormenta player put his hand on the neck of some Mm -hmm. Union Omaha player, which is generally a cardable offense in, I don't know, every soccer game I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, So maybe Rashid was just trying to point that out helpfully
0: to the referee. (laughs) We we know Rashid has a level head uh, (laughs) in that situation. From uh, your perspective, I feel like- Craig,
1: what happened what happened with that uh with that particular incident?
3: With the with the hand on the throat. Yeah. Yeah, one. I mean that's what. that's when I started to kinda make myself <laughs> make my make my way over to the, the group because like you said, I mean, it is a cardinal offense. I'm not I'm not the kind of player that's gonna try and get people sent off or booked, but I mean when you do something like that, I think it's deserving of a booking or a card of some sort. Um, and you know, it's, you don't want to watch your teammates. That happens to your teammates, so it's frustrating for us. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have seen it. I don't know if the referee's seen it. I'm not going to comment on that. But um, I, I got yeah, you. It's just, it's just, um, <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating when you see something like that, and it and the referee or the assistant doesn't see it. Um, but obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't really. It didn't really make a difference.
2: Was that Phelps yeah. that did that?
3: Uh, he no, also
2: like him. head, because he like headlocked uh, JP on one too. That's when he got his
3: card. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a he, few, uh, there's a few moments in the game where things got started to boil over a little bit. I mean, yeah. but I think that was just you know first game of the season for us, um, and obviously are coming it, to try and it, win. It Refrain,
0: it reminded me a lot of the Red Wolves game last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think
3: that's, that's one thing I noticed about Devin, actually. I, I was injured for that game, I think. I only came on for the last 15 minutes. Um, and there was, a yeah, scuffle, um, there was a little scuffle right at the end. And I remember seeing, I watched the replay and I seen Devin sprinting in at the end. Um, <laughs> and it was good to see that he's not changed.
0: <laughs> ben, I'm going to yeah. let you take this one.
3: Which one is this?
0: Uh, the the next uh, the moment four of the match. I feel like yeah. you want to solve it.
1: So I, you know this was. I'm pretty sure I watched this before I even got home. Um, <laughs> like I pulled it pulled it up at the stoplight because it, I didn't really. I didn't really know what had happened. Uh, like one minute the game is going on and the next minute Greg is scoring a goal. Um, and then you know the minute the minute after that is spent. Uh, in full throated song. Um but but Greg, do you want to talk us through basically you stole the ball from someone who scored a goal.
3: Pretty much. I mean I'm I'm bad for it. I don't usually tend to be able to remember goals much because <laughs> of the adrenaline that you get after it. Um but I just remember, you know, closing down the centre back. Um I think it was Gomez actually the six and he's played he's played a passionate in the midfield and I've kind of turned around and all of a sudden the ball's coming back towards me um, and I was kind of thinking okay I know there's only one guy behind me I think I'm like one on one here so I just turned and i seen the centre back back pedaling and I was like go try and shift it onto my right foot and um, I managed to get half a yard and obviously I heard Amir tell me to leave <laughs> it um, and in my head I was kind of like there's no chance I'm leaving this um, <laughs> and just obviously tried to keep it low and back across the goalkeeper and you know it's kind of what I was talking about earlier with Evans goal as soon as I hit it you know I had a feeling it was going on and, and started running off to celebrate before it hit the back of the net but um, you know I seen it seen it hit the net and it was just a relief because you know that's kind of, that kind of kills the game for them um, and obviously it's always nice to score but to score on your debut and, you know at home as well um, it was a great feeling
1: well and did, especially did... after the supporters have put a lot of pressure on you to score goals
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted to um, – I kind uh, of I like to hear the song after it as well. So I was I was desperate to score.
2: <laughs> Ilan liked to hear the song too at the end of the game because he, t- <laughs> he was he's,
3: calling he's, for it. Yeah, he sings that song to me. I think every single day um, <laughs> at practice in the locker room. Um, every time I do anything, he starts singing that song. He loves it. It's extremely catchy. Uh, it's uh, a catchy Greg, song,
0: yeah. I, I got to ask you. Can you give us your best rendition of your own song?
3: Oh, I don't know about that one. Uh, <laughs> Maybe at the next home game I could do it for you. Yeah, there we uh, go. Okay. <laughs> I him like six weeks to practice, Luke. That works. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, he's gonna hear it in Greenville if he scores. So like <laughs> that, that that's just saying if you if you want to score some big goals on uh, national television. I'll be there to, uh, to to sing to you, in Dangle belt. the
1: belt, sing the song.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I think I have to surrender the belt before the game.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, hey, so that hopefully you can get to sing the song. All
0: right. All right. Um, I, I want to take this next one. <laughs> the, right. Th- this is not necessarily a moment, rather than the entire match, but. The defensive chemistry seems – last year we had one of the strongest defenses in the league, and I think Saturday night just solidified that year two isn't going to be any different. Uh, Sosa being captain on the back line, but him and Dami giving that great great feed up the field. Uh, but Dalton and Elal, they just seem locked in this year. They they seem to really be feeding well off each other's energy, making some great challenges, and and really working hard to, to make sure Rashid doesn't have to do as much work as he was doing last year.
3: Although yeah, he think, did have a lot of saves for Rashid yesterday.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
3: Uh, I think, I mean, Alal and Dalton from the get go have been you know rocks at the back. Uh, definitely two massive players for us. Um, like you said last year. Easily the best defence in the league. Um, and I, like you said, I don't think it's going to be any different this year. I mean, I don't really like playing against them in practice because <laughs> I know how good they are. Um, and obviously, you know, Sosa and Dammy out wide, very strong defensively, but, you know, such a key part to going forward as well in the attacking third. Um, you know, the engine the boys have is, is unbelievable just to get up and down all, all game long. um, You know, and at no point really in the game did I feel... Like Tormenta, we're going to score because you know you have that kind of trust in in the back four in the midfield that n- no one's going to really get past. Um, I don't think they had like any real clear cut chances, um, which is a credit to you know our defence not letting them get into that position. Um, and then obviously you've got a sheet behind them, um, just like an outstanding goalkeeper. Um, and he's you know like you said he had a lot, he had a few saves to make, and you know it made them very comfortably. Um, and it's just like, it gives the whole team confidence.
0: Now, I, I just want to highlight one thing you said last year. We had unequivocally the best defense, uh, considering you played against us. And that, that means a lot. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of questionable, uh, things being said, mainly out of Greenville about defense and, you know, hearing it from somebody who had to play against us last year, uh, I mean, look,
1: they're just brainwashed by their liar coach about the terrible <laughs> soccer they're forced to watch.
2: <laughs> well, well they, they've been bragging a lot this week, considering they won because the other team scored for them.
0: I, I will say this. They did it on a rainy night in Richmond.
1: And that is, uh, that is the ultimate question. Can it be done in a rainy night in Richmond?
0: And apparently Greenville, they can. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let let's get this over with. I all got, right, you know,
1: we got ninety seconds on the clock. Starting, let's go now.
0: All right, okay. There were forty some odd fouls in this game. Forty some odd fouls called seven cards, like eight. Granted, I eight, eight cards. Sorry, uh, I'm glad we had sponsored yellow cards. That that was just wonderful. That sponsor made their money back on the first game. Uh, looking at the history of this ref, he was a fourth official in a championship game the week before, which obviously means I was a friendly uh, and then didn't ref at all in 2020. Has a total of something of 40, 40 cards per the site I was looking at uh, between the 10 games he's refed. He had no idea how to control this game should not have been the center official. I mean I appreciate him coming out to omaha and putting in 90 but come on come on at a certain point you just need to either send somebody off or trying to mug somebody in the middle of the field uh, choke somebody out you know it, we we just need need a little bit more from the ref there in in terms of controlling the game that's I, I don't think I use 90 seconds but
1: you got about 15 left. Do you want to talk about how the fact he walked away from a melee? Uh,
0: do I need to? I feel like you already covered that. Uh, I mean, if I'm afraid of the game, I'll walk away.
1: There you go. Is, uh, is that 90-second rant sponsored by 90-plus?
0: Uh, no. No, they haven't given us money. <laughs> <laughs> that is a delicious beer. Uh, you should probably go try it if you are of age and sad mind or maybe not sound mind, uh, but you know, just, just, just try the beer. It's great.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. Now let's uh, do the whole interview portion in six minutes. Not really. We'll just, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Luke, you want to get going?
0: Well, yes, I I, I do. Um, But I, I have one question before we really get into the interview. How was it to play at home under the lights?
3: <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it careful, gets brought on quite a lot. You might get banned by the, uh, the social media team. <laughs> um, all I'm going to say is it was quite hot.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what sort of temperature would you, would you say? Were things combustible?
3: On the verge, definitely on the verge. Okay, okay. I think I think my boots actually melted at one point.
0: Oh, perfect, perfect.
3: I'm definitely missing one of the studs.
0: Uh, All right, now now to the to the the question: What was banned by certain team social media? (laughs) Uh, How did you get to? To the U.S. Like what, what's your what's your history um, prior to coming to the states and playing football here? Uh, wh- what's your what's your history back um, Scotland and wherever else you played?
3: I think um, I think this is my seventh seventh pro year. Um, so you know, for my age, I've I've had a, a few seasons at pro. I um, kind of started with you know just obviously playing local boys club when I was younger. Um, And then moved to a semi-professional team when I was 14, 15. Came through their kind of academy. Also went through Falkirk Football Club Academy when I was a young kid. That was kind of the first professional environment I was in. So that was kind of, you know, training three times a week with a game on a Saturday um, after school. When I was around about 15, 16, got released from there because I was too small. (laughs) Um, Which is quite common in Scotland, unfortunately. And then went back to you know the the semi-professional club i was at and um, started you know I was, I was a late developer in terms of soccer so you know i was, I was very slow and quite uncoordinated and um, when I, I used to play center mid so i could just you know kind of get on the ball and pass the ball um and then as i developed i started to play out wide and up top and actually kind of sums up semi-professional football but i turned up for a game one night i was supposed to be playing wide but our striker didn't turn up because he had work. Um, I think I was 17 and I was playing for the under-19s. So I got asked to play if I could play up front. And I just said, you know, yeah, that's fine by me. Ended up scoring two goals. And just so happened there was an Everton scout at the game um, to watch me that night. And then he came into the next three or four games. And, you know, I was I was scoring a lot of goals. And then I got a phone call when I was at work. After school one day, I worked in a butcher's for maybe like four or five months. Um, I got a phone call from an agent, but he he left a voicemail saying that he was a lawyer. And I was kind (laughs) of panicking. I was like, what have I done? (laughs) Like, why am I getting phone calls from lawyers? Um, So I left work, phoned him back. And he told me that he was an agent and he wanted to come meet. Um, So he came to my house, you know, met my mom and dad. I signed a contract with him. And then maybe three or four days later he phoned me back and he said, I've got a trial for you down at Everton and I kinda looked at my dad. I was like, Everton, as in like Premier League Everton and he was like, Yeah, you're going down in a couple of weeks. Um so I was like <laughs> I didn't really know what to do. I was obviously very excited, extremely nervous. Um ended up going down there for it was a couple of days to train with the the under eighteens, I think it was. Um, done pretty well they invited me back down to train with the 20s um the next month so I spent another three weeks down there uh, I went across to Ireland with them for their pre-season tour um and that was the kind of team that had you know Tom Davies um likes of players like him um obviously I didn't know like how good a player he was going to go on and become but straight away just being down at Everton and in the facilities and the stand of the players that were there, it was just... I think I learnt more in three weeks there than I did, you know, in maybe two or three years back home playing semi-pro. But it was an unbelievable experience. Obviously, players like Lukaku and stuff in the first team, which I got to sit and watch train every day, which was just... Even watching those boys train was, was massive for me at my age. Um, things didn't obviously work out. I didn't sign for them. Um, I came back up, signed for St. Johnston, and spent four years there. I uh, made my debut when I was 18, Loved playing there, you know, great group of guys that are doing really well just now. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I was going on loan quite a lot. I was getting kind of frustrated because, you know, I wanted to be playing first team um, for St. Johnston. um, Me and the manager obviously just weren't on the same page and I kind of un- understood where he was coming from. So, you know, got released from the contract and went part time. And at that age, I was kind of, I think it was 20, 21. And I was kind of having to make that decision whether, you know, I stick with it and or do I just kind of go part time and get a job and start looking elsewhere. Um, But I went part time, started doing well there. And one of the players that played for the team that I was at knew the assistant manager at the Red Bulls. And he had just reached out and said, is there any players that you think would, you know, come over here and, you know, do a job for us? And he put my name forward so they sent them some clips of you know that my last two or three seasons um and they were like yeah we want to offer you a contract so i came over to the states and it was probably the 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 perfect thing for me at that point you know just like a fresh start in football um whole different continent different country different style of football and growing up always wanted to come to america and whether it was to live here or play soccer here so you know i kind of jumped at the chance. and had an okay first season you know I came in kind of halfway through the season so I had to you know get used to everything um but they wanted to extend the contract for obviously last year and you know had a good year last year and I've just kind of loved playing here ever since um and it's just been you know I've just it's just been great coming over here totally different style of soccer as well which I like it suits me a lot better um and then obviously I've ended up here in Omaha which has been great for me also
1: uh, yeah, so tell us, uh, how did Jay get you here?
3: Um, to be fair, he cannot, He was probably one of the first coaches to reach out to me to ask what my plans were for next season. Um, you know, he was kind of consistent with it. He reached out a few times, and he was very keen to get me here, which, from my point of view, made it an easier decision. You know, you always want to play for a coach that sounds like they want you to come and play for the club. Um, I had other couple clubs reach out as well, not seeming as eager as Jay. Um, But I told him, I told him right from the start, you know, I was like, there is a couple of interests from, you know, championship clubs and stuff. And I know they take longer to make decisions. So I'm going to kind of try and wait it out a little bit. Um, And he understood that. Um, It was one of the first things he said to me. He's like, I know you're going to have interest. So I'm not putting any pressure on you to sign anything just now. Um, Which meant a lot to me as well. Because you could tell it's, Straight away, you can tell it's a manager that's that that wants the best for players. Um, so that straight away, in my head, you know, helped me make the decision. Um, and then, the longer time went on, things didn't develop the way I thought they were going to develop. Um, and obviously, Jay called me again. And he was like, "I want to have a Zoom chat with you. Um, you know, I'll show you around <laughs> the complex and stuff, um, and we'll have a have a discussion."
2: Love it. That's, that's, that's like you. the most COVID thing ever. I know. Wanted well, <laughs> like,
1: to think of like Jay walking around with his laptop, right? Like <laughs> I, I will say when we were talking about dream free agent signings, certain members of this podcast suggested your name and certain other members basically told that person that they were crazy and it would never happen.
3: <laughs> I mean,
1: there's a few I was surprised amazed. people. <laughs> I lost, I, lost, I lost it i was uh i was pretty excited well,
2: well it was the double surprise too a double surprise with connor coming too i think that's the part that gets a lot of us too yeah i think that
3: was also i mean obviously i've played with connor for two years now um and knowing that he signed here was a big a big yes for me um I think, in my opinion, he's absolutely one of the best players in the league. Um, I think very underrated, in my opinion. I think he's a fantastic football player. Um, and, you know, he kind of reached out to me as well, and he was like, I think you'd like it here. He obviously he wanted to, you know, link up with me again, and that obviously helped the situation. And just watching Omaha last year, it was a club that, you know, I did enjoy watching. Uh, and it's a team that, you know, is going to challenge for the championship and challenge for the league title. And as a player, you know you want to be involved. You want to be a part of those clubs. So, I think definitely it was it was something I was I was interested in.
0: Knowing that you worked at a, a butcher, it wasn't the meat in Omaha. <laughs> that
3: was uh, it was definitely on the list. Okay, okay, just
0: just had to check
3: <laughs> the meat in the breweries. Yeah. There, there you go.
0: There's some there's some tasty treats around here, for sure.
3: Definitely.
2: Uh, so when, when you moved here, do they did they uh, hook you up with a roommate or are you living on your own? What's your situation like here? Um,
3: again, it goes back to, you know, Jay asked what I'd prefer um, and I'd said that my girlfriend was going to move with me. So he was like, you know, we'll set you up with your own place um, so you don't have to be sharing um, just in case that like, you're not comfortable with that. Um so uh, we moved into, you know, an apartment just me and her. Um, and it's great. Settled in really quickly. And loving the city so far. That's fabulous. Uh, what are
1: you, what are your sort of hobbies outside of soccer?
3: I'm a big golf fan. Uh, I love playing golf.
0: From That's- Scotland, do you like golf? <laughs> Really? Yeah, I
3: mean, it's very stereotypical. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to get my clubs shipped across, um, so I can start playing a bit more. But uh, yeah, golf's probably the best. It's my favorite sport, other than it soccer. It seems like I don't want to ignore that fact that you
1: said you're better. Did you just say you're better at golf than soccer?
3: <laughs> no, I, I wish it was, cause, <laughs> I was because I think golf's the best sport. And um, but. No, I think it's just perfect for you know soccer players to play another sport that you know you can go and relax and you can keep it competitive as well. But it's not another sport that's going to really tire you out or anything. Um,
4: Greg, just well, let me know year... we can go play around.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. up I'd... for that, definitely.
1: <laughs> I uh, dust off the clubs. Um, <laughs> I, I, casual. I found- yeah, it felt like I couldn't, I couldn't ride bikes
2: and get any better at golf. I, was
3: but just I out get there better, two weeks I ago. get better
2: at golf as I drink. So that's all,
0: uh, as long as there's – I am great <laughs> at driving a cart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that sounds like our next
1: live pod that we need to do. Got that one booked. <laughs> uh, but it also seems like uh, last year the players had some good hookup for golf. Guys were out playing at the country club and – so hopefully, uh, hopefully that courtesy extends to you as well, Greg.
3: Yeah, I hope I can get involved in that in some way.
0: <laughs> well, it, now there's a Top Golf too. I'm surprised, uh, you know, considering I, from what I understand, Jay likes to golf as well. That uh, he hasn't uh, tried to get Top Golf as a sponsor for the team.
1: Oh, I, I think they were trying last year. Their Top Golf is in every market that the league is in. It would be a perfect and they sponsor Phoenix Rising. It'd be a perfect fit.
0: Yep. I mean, we beat Phoenix Rising, so obviously we're a better sponsorship opportunity. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, now, now we have to get to the, the very serious question that, that may determine whether this pod gets aired or not. The,
1: the, uh, the, the iconic question, or the, I guess the second most iconic who gives a who?" question.
0: Uh, it, I, I'm not sure it's there. It, it's definitely the one that... Uh, we give the most shit for <laughs> um,
4: there's only think, one right
0: answer,
2: especially if you don't support teams that are uh, Dutch in nature and win. Championships.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what teams do you support? You, you played for uh, St. Johnston um, for four years. So I, I imagine that's your Scottish premiere considering they just what knocked Rangers out yesterday.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a hard one because obviously i played for them for four years and it's the closest professional club to where I live. But I did grow up a Rangers fan.
2: Oof.
3: Like Oof. to hear that, Rangers. No, that's, that's
2: crap. That's, that's crap.
3: Team.
2: You're done. You're done.
3: that <laughs> well, always um, seems to turn...
0: Uh, uh, you know, Celtic has been <laughs> terrible this year, so... It's been really painful to watch.
3: It has been. I mean, for a Rangers fan, it's probably been the best. I mean, it's been the best year in a, in a long, long time. Yeah, there's a lot of dark years. Um, but no, it's been great to watch Rangers this year. Um, and obviously, it was, it was nice to watch St. Johnston boys win the cup. You know, I've still got a lot of friends there that, you know, I want to do really well. So it was great to see them, um, you know, win the game and hopefully go on and pick up another trophy this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, go, going to penalties against Rangers and, and coming out on top, that's that's definitely something to something to be proud of, especially the guys you played against or played with. Uh, so outside of the, the Scottish Premier League, what uh, other clubs do, do, do you follow, if you follow any?
3: Am, I'm a Man United fan. Oh, God.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Are you still a Man United fan?
3: I'm still ninety eight. Oh, that's the worst answer. Oh, see, this is I've why ever. his
2: name and number are on the back of the shirt I bought.
3: Oh, <laughs> Greg, to say I'm knew, disappointed. I knew it. But, I mean, you're always going to annoy someone when you say that. So, well, you have not annoyed me at all, Greg. Uh,
0: <laughs> ben, I'm not not sure you heard that, but uh, I he's a.
1: quickly. I figured it out quickly. Yeah. All right, you should on with Peter Marlette Jr. about it.
4: Yep. Listen, Greg, all I have to say is uh, thank you for the point this weekend. I really appreciate it.
0: It's a goal, Riley. It's a goal.
4: No, 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 no. 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 Thank I'm thanking him for Manchester United gifting us. The oh,
0: sorry. The yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're a Leeds fan. I, I forget that. I try to forget that. I
4: don't know that. how you do it. Right. That's all my Twitter feed is. I,
0: I try to forget every day.
3: As long as you're not a Liverpool fan, I'm okay.
4: There we go. Oh, no Liverpool
3: you... fans <laughs> here. Then I'm, I'm all good. Then.
4: Uh, oh wait, hold on. Can I? Can I get Greg's opinion on one thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it the sure.
3: European Super League?
4: Yeah, oh, I mean, if... if you'd like to give your opinion on that, I'd love <laughs> to hear that.
3: I did. I tweeted about it. I mean, I'm not a massive fan. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how far I can go with it because it's not like. Um... The, the owners of the Super League or the creators are going to know who I am, but I mean, I don't agree with it. Um, I think it's pretty poor. I was disappointed that, you know, my United were involved so heavily. Mm-hmm. I also followed Real Madrid for a long time. Um, and to see them still not backing out is quite disappointing, but I just think the whole pyramid system that's been built, especially back home um, for so many years, is kind of to see people just look for the money in it um, and kind of disregard that it's, it's disappointing to see I think if these club left um, you know their respective domestic leagues and didn't end up playing in those leagues like the Premier League said if they go into the Super League and then they won't be allowed to play in the domestic league I think that you know, it, it hurts the smaller teams massively, and it just goes. It starts feeding down. You know, a championship, League One, League Two, grassroots football, and I think by then, you know, it, it would only take five or ten years for football to, to really start struggling.
0: Well, well, how does it? Uh, how does it make you feel that you're going to be supporting a fifth tier team?
3: It's not great, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I stuck by Rangers when they were at the bottom of the league. So <laughs> I'm
2: sure I can do it again. If anybody's
3: it's a Rangers fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, right,
4: may may I may I ask his opinion? Yeah, ask. <laughs> okay. Um. So, I I or maybe not necessarily your, your opinion on this player, but um, Liam Cooper, I just a beautiful man, fantastic defender, I love him to death.
3: I'm um, also <laughs> now a big fan because he plays for Scotland. <laughs> um, disappointing that he plays for Leeds oh come <laughs> on <man. laughs> but no, that's, uh...
2: good answer good answer <laughs> he's
3: obviously... Break Break time on the pod <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's been a massive part in the Scotland squad that's finally um, qualified for a major championship so massive respect to the whole squad um, and obviously great experience and you know he's came in and done really well Okay, I'm done uh, derailing the podcast.
0: Oh, no. no,
4: no that...
1: Back to you, Riley. Please ask the last question of the uh of the outline.
4: Oh. Okay. <laughs> you you might not get the ins- Did you listen to the MegaPod?
3: Uh, don't think I did. Yeah, it's okay if you didn't. I <laughs> didn't expect you to. You, you, you shouldn't. Know. Yeah.
4: yeah. You're, you're busy being on fire. It's okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, uh, Riley was just all drunk. Uh, <laughs> Riley was drunk. <drinking. laughs>
4: uh,
0: so just uh, so you understand why we're we're all laughing, and I feel like you already kind of knew. The first person you mentioned that had to buy everyone else a beer,
1: which Riley suggested.
0: <laughs> Riley suggested and that
1: none of us agreed to, but obviously we're all doing it.
0: <laughs> we're all holding him to it. So, Greg, you you got a beer courtesy of Riley as well.
3: <laughs> I'm not going to say no.
4: I believe you told me after the match you prefer Blue Moon.
3: Uh, yes, I think that is my drink of choice just now. Oh, well, now that my face is as red as
4: it can be, um... <laughs> That's the, right, the
1: Manchester United jersey on Craig Hurst's back.
4: <laughs>
2: <sighs>
4: so. I I I accidentally ate chips on the last podcast. Um I'd like to give my formal apology to all our listeners. Um we were trying a new recording format. I made a mistake. My bad. But uh so they the, Please come back Jim. Please come <laughs> back and listen. Um, well we're we're all incompetent, but that's besides the point. Um Greg, what's your favorite kind of uh chip or um not what's your favorite chip? Chip uh, the Ripper is excluded from
3: this question. <laughs> it's a hard one because I'm not really a chip guy. Um, but I do like Cheetos.
4: Okay, If you're not a chip guy, what's your go-to snack? Uh,
3: that's a good question. I do, I do like candy. I do like Jolly Ranchers. Oh, okay. But I think that's, that's because I'm from the UK and we don't get that kind of stuff back home. <laughs> so I feel Fair like Alley like yeah, You get arrow bars Yeah cane like, bars, they're my favourite
0: Yeah, I, I mean, come on like You got better stuff than we got uh, I mean, I'll if you want to get a care package sent over and split it with me, I'll, I'll be happy with that
3: I'll, see, I'll I'll maybe message a few of my mates back home, see if I can get something sorted for you
0: We'll give them a shout out on the pod for anything Yeah you know? <laughs> Not, not to that. A, listen, but it's okay. <laughs> I,
3: need, I need to get a can of iron brew because you can Oh, uh,
0: you can find it here.
4: No, you, you know what we need to get, Greg is Malort. No. Oh, come on, Greg would love it. I guarantee. You. No one loves that, Riley. No
0: one loves that. Go back on
1: mute. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. No, I, 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 I said with you, Iron Brew is fantastic. Uh, there was one one shop uh, where, I, where I grew up that, that had that and is delicious.
3: I mean, I, personally, it's not my favorite, but you can't have it, and you can get it every so often. It does make it taste a little bit better. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I fully understand that when I've lived out of the country. Um, the, strangely, the biggest thing I missed was Oreos because – Everywhere has Oreos in some way, but they just the US doesn't care about what kind of sugar they put in things, so they all be strong.
3: That's probably the biggest thing I've noticed a difference in is the the food. I think the regulations back home are a little bit different. I
1: just want to point out that uh my daughter threw up in her bed at ten thirty on Saturday night. Thanks. Why? Speaking <laughs> of food regulations, maybe being different. <laughs> was it that corn dog? <laughs> it was there, was there were pieces of both corn and dog that I had to. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
4: I might there cut anyway. that
2: one out. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you're right though, Greg. Because so my wife and I, since January, have been like working on learning healthy eating habits and stuff. And my wife ate a cookie that somebody had made. Um, or bought from a store, and she immediately she's like her stomach hurt, and we hadn't had any sugar or anything like that in like four months, and she was like I'm never eating that again,
3: and yeah just <laughs> you know, when you're not used to it, it's it tastes so much different. Yeah, I think the biggest not difference I noticed, which after games I do kind of like fast food, and um, and the first time I had McDonald's here. It definitely oh no
0: from back home. it's yeah it's I'm a different beast
3: very many times since <laughs> it,
0: the the amount of grease on a, a McDonald's burger here versus anywhere else is just absurd
1: yeah it, just right out with
0: cheese <laughs> uh, not as good as you'd think even with the fancy French name <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I I do want to kind of throw a few things which may or may not get cut, but a- as far as coming into Omaha and you mentioned Jay getting you here and everything, but compared to to where you are at Chattanooga, um, you mentioned locker room when we were talking with the new <laughs> players. But how how does that uh, locker room um, feel here? Like first of all, your physical locker room. Um, <laughs> versus Chattanooga, but also how how the the like the the chemistry the locker room. Yeah,
3: I think obviously physical locker room. I mean, the setup <laughs> at Werner Park is uh, you know it's it's brilliant. It's probably one of the best in the league, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it's different f- from last year because of COVID and stuff, so you didn't really get the full experience when you went to other clubs, stadiums, because certain clubs, you know, you weren't even allowed in the locker room. That were kind of, you know, just common spaces so that people could social distance and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, our locker rooms last year, the stadium was under construction, so it was difficult for them, you know, to give us somewhere massive to get changed. I mean, it served its purpose well. It was... You know, it was fine. I've, been, I've definitely been in a lot worse locker rooms. Um, but the culture here at Omaha is just, I think, it, for me, it's one of the best locker rooms I've been in purely because all the guys want to do well for each other. Um, you know, there's no disagreements. Obviously, there's disagreements, but everybody's together, um, which is kind of uncommon. I mean, in soccer, I feel... I mean, I've been in a lot of locker rooms that players don't get on with each other. You know, there's cliques and whatever. Um, but there's none of that here. It's very, you know, a collective thing. Everybody gets on with each other. Um, and it's always nice, you know, since I've came over to America, you're introduced to a lot more different cultures and backgrounds. So you get exposed to a lot more, which personally helps me as a person. You know, I get to learn more about different cultures and backgrounds. And I love that kind of stuff. Um, and I just think... You know, from day one, I, f- I was made to feel very comfortable coming into the club. And that obviously helps, you know, with confidence. are able to relax a lot better. You know, you'll be able to express yourself more. Um, that's not to say that wasn't how it was last year. I mean, we had a great locker room last year. Um, you know, obviously, I came back with Doyle. Um, me and him were very close last year. Players like Stephen Beattie, I got on with him from the get-go. And, you know, we were really close. And there was a lot of boys back there at Chattanooga that I got on really well with. And it was a good locker room. Um, And obviously, like we touched on last year, um, earlier, there's not any first-year pros um, in our team this year. And you can kind of tell because everybody's more experienced. Um, You know, there is a lot of experience in the locker room, which I think helps. And that helps especially for if we do get a first-year pro in. You know, it's easier for them to transition because, you know, they get to see how things are done, things are done properly, um, and it makes them settling quicker as well.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that that's one of the things every every guy we've talked to has said, just the chemistry and, and the way Jay has built the team has really reflected in the locker room, something I, I like to hear uh, organically coming from you uh, in your first year here in Omaha. Now... The fan experience uh, you've had two games at Werner Park which the the turf uh, it, is the, the grass there that that's gonna come up in a second but how how has uh, how how has the the fan um, culture here here been um, for you personally and how how has that, um, you know, been been received in the locker room?
3: I think for me personally, um, like from the moment I got announced, you know, there was a lot of fans tweeting, um, you know, obviously making <laughs> up the chant and stuff like that, which for me was great. Um, you know, it makes you feel welcomed already. And I was still, you know, I was still back home in Scotland and I was part of the team. Um, and I think just it's received really well in the locker room because the boys know they're going to go out and play a game in front of fans that, really like care um and they want us to do well i think it's from what i'm being used to back home it's a, it is a definitely a different style of fan base because you know back home it's soccer's pretty much everything um you know, it's, people, it's people's <laughs> lives at the end of the day um and over here it's a lot more relaxed and people are there to have a good time and i think it just that is received well by the players and um, you know there's no pressure and all the all the boys want to do well for the fans that come and show their support. Uh, and I think just how loud the fans are, the atmosphere, you know, with the, with the drums, the smoke bombs, it, it really does motivate you um, <clears throat> compared to, you know, playing in front of, you know, 50 odd fans. You know, it's hard for when you go to the MLS 2 sides, they don't really have that big a following because they are just an MLS 2 side. Um, and you're playing in empty stadiums like North Texas when you're playing in, you know, an 80,000, 100,000 seat stadium with, 30, 40 fans it is, <laughs> it's a, it is a strange experience, but you know, that's but it's part of the game. So it is nice to play in front of home fans that, you know, when you can get 2,700, 2,800 um, fans at a game and they make a great atmosphere.
4: I, I would just like to say that uh, w- when you signed, I, I was part of the original singing the chance and it was <laughs> negative 15 degrees Fahrenheit in in, in my garage when yeah, I, we I should
1: all chant. <laughs> it was JR's idea. I did the first video. Riley did the one without a shirt on.
4: What? Nope, had a shirt on. Don't know what had shirt a shirt on.
2: on <laughs> 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 what? Uh,
0: it, it seems like your mates back in Scotland uh, enjoyed those as well. Uh, I, I hope you got a serious amount of ragging for
3: that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I get all the time from them, but I mean, you know, I have a lot of appreciation for. You know my my mates back home because ever since I've came over here, they're always you know they stay up late to watch the games. Um, they're always DMing me, and phoning me after games as well, which is great. Um, so it's good having that support back home as well because obviously coming over here by myself, it was it was hard to settle in to begin with. You know, just coming to America in the first place, you have to leave family behind and stuff. So to know that they're all home back watching as well is great. Um, and then coming you know. It was the same when I went to Chattanooga got the club. You know, I I, fit, I settled in really well there um, and obviously settled in really well here as well. So it does make that transition a lot easier.
0: Well, I, I mean, hopefully uh, we can keep that up in Omaha and, you know, you fi- find a good spot here and we'll, uh, we'll keep cheering uh, so long as you keep playing. And maybe even if you stop playing, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, but what, one thing I got to ask is you uh, obviously were playing in a team that was supposed to travel against uh, and play against us last year and probably heard a little bit from around the league about conditions at Werner Park. And now you've played at Werner Park being a baseball field that has a full conversion to, to soccer pitch. Uh, how is that this year to play on? last year we didn't have to do any field flips and the grass kind of solidified but this is going to be the the first year and this being the first flip how how was that to to play on um were, were there any any difficulties with the pitch
3: i think you know there is certain areas of the pitch that are they're not difficult to play on it's just you don't really know what you're going to get um mm-hmm. I think you've seen that in the first half when, you know, one uh, of the Tormenta boys crossed it and she went down to catch it and it skipped over his hands. Um, but my opinion, and it's always been my opinion, is I'd rather play on a poor grass pitch than a, than a turf pitch. That's not saying Werner Park is <laughs> poor. Like, I do think it's a good, it's a great surface. Um, I just think it's a lot easier to play on grass. It's for sure. natural. natural. Um, but I think the ground staff have done an unbelievable job because – you know apart from a couple of areas where you know it's it's a little bit bumpy i think you know you can hardly tell um it's a great surface to play on is it hard to adjust to how narrow the field was um it is a little bit i mean i think that's more from style of play as well you know the the style of play that i was involved in last year kind of suited having a smaller pitch so it's not really been that difficult for me but it is difficult to play a certain way on a smaller pitch but I think you know our teams capable of doing both and switching up so that when we do go to the bigger fields like Fort Lauderdale or North Texas you know we're comfortable playing on those pitches um but it was I didn't under, I didn't actually realize how small the pitch was until the Sporting Kansas game um and it is a little bit of a surprise at first you do have to get your bearings a little bit um That's why in the first half on Saturday, I tried to shoot from almost the halfway line because I thought. (laughs) Um, But no, I like it. I think it's a really good pitch. Um, And I I know for a fact teams don't like coming here and playing on that on that pitch because it is so small, which, you know, benefits us massively. As a as someone who scores goals from
4: the halfway line, keep shooting. I want to see it.
3: Yeah, try my best to get one.
4: Before
1: the of the <laughs> yeah, it's all, all you need to do is score one and they give you goal of the year. I'm pretty sure how that's how
3: that works. I think that's how it works, actually. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I, I think that, that about wraps up our interrogation of you. I mean, interview.
1: Um, any questions for us at this time? I, um,
3: oh, I should have been more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can think of a few for um, the next home game. I'll try and catch my couple of questions. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Well, well, Greg, there's there's one last question that we ask every every guest and every time we record. And you know, Ben, I, I'm I'm gonna let you ask this one again. You seem to oh. do it- Oh.
3: All right. So Greg. Yeah. Who gives a <laughs> hoot? Uh, everybody, I think, at this stage. Uh, 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 That's a very Scottish way to say, we
1: do. do.